Hey, 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 welcome everyone to the first episode of the Magically Delicious podcast. I'm your host, Ginger Quinlan, and I am so incredibly excited to bring you this new podcast adventure. Thank you so much for joining me as we dive deep into all the incredible traits, challenges, and experiences of being a magically delicious empath. That's right, being super sensitive, vibrantly aware, and completely in tune with your sensitivities can actually be a very magical thing. So before we dive into what being an empath is all about, I want to talk a little bit about why I chose to do this particular show as my first episode. We've all been in lockdown, in restriction, in controlled fear, all of last year, right? All of us, me included. And (laughs) for an empath, that's awesome because we're not out in the world feeling everything and everybody. That's what an empath is. You're empathic. You have empathy for other people. You feel other people, right? So in my world, I've been home with my husband, three dogs, four cats, a turtle, and three fish tanks, and all my plants because I'm a gardener. And here we were in our house for a wonderful year of being alone, just me, my husband, my pack of critters, all home. So in my normal everyday life, I am a psychic medium. I tune into other people's energies. I do healing work. I play with my pets. I talk to my husband. We watch TV. We do all normal things, right? But nothing about this last year was even close to normal for most of us because here we are all safe in our houses, right? except for those amazing essential workers who had to not be safe in their houses, but they had to go to work every day and still feel everybody, if they were empathic, still know what other people are going through if they're empathetic to others. So in the big picture, this last year was amazing for empaths if they had to stay in their house. But now, one year later, we are all coming out of our houses. We are all coming out of that supposed safe place we got put into in lockdown, right? And as we head out into the world, there is this underlying weird fear feeling. As an empath myself, I feel it all the time. And now I'm talking to people doing readings again, and they're all talking about it. I must get asked 20 times a day, is it safe for me to leave my house now? And my answer is, it's as safe as you can make it because everybody's level of safety is different. We all have our certain levels of fear related 
to what happened with lockdowns, what happened with family, with our whole lives changing, right? So as an empath, we have this extra added fear awareness that hits us the minute we walk out the door. And because my experiences for me in the last three months since January, and we came out of this lockdown is going to the grocery store, going anywhere, forgetting my mask, which I've done, left it in the car, had to go back to the car because my fear would kick in and people would look at me like, lady, you forgot your mask. And I'd be like, oh, I feel this. I feel their judgment of me. I feel their fear of me. I feel this sense of, oh, I don't even know what to call it. It's, it's this thing of you got to do it this way or don't come in here. And as an empath, that can be totally overwhelming. And I found myself getting back in my car and just coming home and saying, you know what? I'm just going to order from Instacart because I don't want to feel all that. I don't. I can't. It's too much. And having kind of almost a fear panic attack to leave my house was too much also. So I thought about what is it that I can do with these podcasts that is super magically delicious to share with all of you about how you can handle the energies are going that are going on right now all across the world with everybody who's super, super sensitive, even people who aren't super sensitive have that awareness of you got to do things this way and not that way, which is driven by controlled fear. It's a fear flight response while it's going on. And all of you impasse that are listening to this, I know you're feeling it. You're feeling it while I'm talking about it. So let's let's dive in now and talk about what is an empath. Because if you're listening along going, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling that, chances are you're an empath. So they've done studies on empaths, scientific studies, about how empaths are different than regular, normal, dare I say normal, people, okay? The people who don't feel everything around them, all right? And they have found that the mirror neutrons that fire in the brain, in the front of the brain, in the frontal lobe, fire fire more rapidly for impasse than they do for normal people. So you have like an emotional shotgun going off in your head rapidly, making you hyper aware of everything around you. Empaths are walking, talking, feeling radar systems. If you're not an empath and you're listening to this, do you know somebody who's like that? They know what you're thinking, they know what you're feeling, they know when you're sad, they wanna know why you're sad before you even know why you're sad, they'll ask you. They can talk to animals, they can connect to plants, they just know things, they just know. They know how to make you feel better, they know how to talk to you, and 
they listen. They listen really, really, really well. These are some of the traits of empaths. So how does a person become an empath? Some of us are born this way where we're just extra, ultra, ultra, ultra sensitive. I would be one of those people who was born that way and then molded in to an extreme empath. And it starts usually in childhood. Everything goes back to childhood, doesn't it? Always. So this is how it forms in childhood. If you grew up in a house where you had to be responsible for other people's emotions, set yourself aside from other, from your own needs and feelings and just focus on other people's emotions, that sets your sensitivities up to become hypersensitive because you're not paying attention to yourself anymore. You're paying attention to other people. If you are in an abusive household, if there's a lot of chaos in that household, if you are not allowed to have your own emotions, put your happy face on. That's what I heard in my household when I was growing up. You are not allowed to be angry. You are not allowed to cry. You are not allowed to talk back. You are not allowed to be who you are. You are walking on eggshells always, always so you don't get in trouble, so you don't get noticed. And if your house happens to be abusive on top of it, or there's a lot of emotional distress in your house, you will absolutely use your senses to make sure you do not get in trouble. It's a huge, huge activator for empaths because you have to be empathetic to what's going on around you so you can navigate through your childhood and not be in trouble, not be noticed, not be abused, but still be responsible for everybody around you. It's an incredible way to groom a sensitive, I grew up in that situation where I didn't want to get noticed ever. I did not want to not be good enough. I did not want to make my parents angry. So the minute I would get home from school, as I got older, the first thing I would do is feel how it is when I walked in the door. And if it was okay, then I would go to my room, do my homework, put my music on, draw. That was my happy place. And then it would all change. At dinner time, everything changed. And so my sensitivities would go into high gear. I'd put up my shield so my parents wouldn't notice me, which was be quiet, don't be different, just feel everything and walk through it without being seen. This is how empaths are groomed. This is how they're created. So during that time when you're walking on eggshells and you're being told not to be who you are, you also lose your normal boundaries. 
if you're in an abusive house, there are no boundaries. Anybody can come into your energy, into your existence, and screw it all up for you with their abusiveness, with their judgment, with their harshness, with the criticism, with anything they deem necessary to make you feel less than you are. And so as you grow up, you lose all those boundaries. You don't have boundaries except for this new kind of radar system that's been installed to you and heightened as you're growing up and trying not to be noticed, basically. So what it creates is a person who's grown up or even a child, you may know a child who's going through this right now, they feel out of place. They feel like they don't fit in. I thought I never fit in. I was so incredibly shy. It was painful for me to talk to people because I remember as like a 12-year-old, I, I would go to church and I would be in the church choir and I'd have to do a solo and it would totally stress me out. I would have like a little ginger panic attack because I was afraid everybody was going to look at me and I knew I was weird and I was going to be in front of them and I could feel them all because my super sensitive powers were on high alert all the time. And there I am. I'm doing my solo, trying not to throw up, trying not to cry, trying not to screw it up. And all the while feeling how people are reacting to me, which most of the time made me feel better, right? Because it was positive. I was doing what I like to do. I like to sing. I like to be on stage. I liked all of that. But I didn't like the feelings that I had before I had to do that stuff. So this is how empaths work. This is how empaths get trained to be ultra, ultra, ultra empathic with everything around them. They have to feel it. They have to sense it. They have to navigate it. And it really is this new way of being in the world. So if you are an empath and you're listening to this today, here are some things that will trigger you. So you can be aware of things to either avoid or to shield yourself from. And we'll talk about shielding as we go further into this show. So sensitive people <laughs> may have trouble watching violence. They may have trouble hearing about violence. They may have trouble being in the midst of violence because again, empaths have a huge radar system. Empaths have trouble dealing with other people's violence, their depression. We have trouble watching movies or television that is depressing, violent, demeaning, and terrifying because Unlike those normal mirror neutron people who don't rapid fire all the time, well, impasse are rapid firing 
all their sensitivities, not just 10 times over, but like 100 times over. So you may be watching like your favorite horror movie and it has Michael Myers in there slashing people up, right? And you as a normal person was going, oh, wow, that's wicked. How horrible is that? Me as an empath is going, I feel everything that's going on with the person that Michael Myers is slashing and trashing. I feel all the horror. I feel all the pain. I can't take it. I can't stand it. I got to get out of here. That kind of feeling. And that really is awful for a super sensitive empath. It's the same when they're working around someone and that person comes into work. The empath is all happy. They're having coffee. They're getting ready to sit at the computer and do their work. And their cube, cubicle partner comes in and they've had a terrible night and they're depressed and they're angry. And before they say a word, that empath can feel it. And they start to feel the anger. They start to know the sadness. They start to know what their workmate's going to say before anything ever comes out of their mouth. And it's like wearing a cloak of that person's energy. And it happens fast, so fast that sometimes empaths have no idea they just absorb somebody else's energy without that other person saying a single word. And now they're walking around being all ticked off, feeling sad, don't even know why. They were in there happy a moment ago. And then it, bam, changes just like that. That's how you know you're an empath. You can also have your empathic nature be so incredibly strong that it takes you into different work situations, career paths that let you totally be an empath. This is the cool part about being an empath. That's how I ended up doing the work that I do. All right. I actually wanted to be an artist. I used to spend my entire childhood drawing, drawing, drawing all the time. My parents put me in piano lessons and I did classical piano for 20 years. I trained with some of the very best teachers. I loved playing piano, but what I couldn't do is I couldn't play it by ear. I was taught note by note. If I got a note wrong, my father, who was upstairs listening to me practice, would yell down, that's wrong, that sounds terrible. And I got this horrible, horrible block with just playing music because I wanted to play music. I learned from four years old on that I had to play it correct every single time. And I would seize up and panic because I was afraid I wasn't going to do it right. And I was going to disappoint my father because I adored my father. So as an empath who's walking around in this pretty volatile house, doing something creative would kind of come with this shard of glass that would stop me from being the best piano player I ever could be. And it turned into panic attacks. As I got older, I was totally terrified 
of getting in front of people to play the piano, just like I was getting in front of people to sing. I didn't want to screw up. And that is part of being an empath too. So all of that got me out of being a musician and into working as a psychotherapist. I went to school to train as a therapist. I did some internships. I worked in methadone clinics, in alcohol rehab centers, drug rehabilitation centers. I worked in a battered women's shelter for a short time, really short time, because that one really messed with my empath energy. I felt way too much from these women. I couldn't handle it. It messed with my head completely. But what it was doing was taking me in to the path I'm on now. Because as an empath, you're a very good listener. You know how to listen to people. You know how to feel what they are saying. You're empathetic to them. So your amazing, magically delicious radar field is picking up everything from other people's energies and you know how to help them. So a lot of empaths end up in the careers of healers, nurses, doctors, therapists, psychics, mediums, people who talk with other people constantly. It may be somebody who's talking on the phone trying to get their cable turned back on. You know how to tune into them and say just the right things to totally alter their experience and make them incredibly calm and happy with you, the beautiful empath, because you know exactly what to do to tune into them. So this is where empaths find their power. The downside of being an empath is you feel people too intensely. You can't figure out what is your energy and what is their energy or where you picked it up from, why you're feeling all unhappy or sad or angry or scattered. You don't know why. You just know it's happening and you didn't feel that way a moment ago. Empaths have this challenge all the time. It's hard. It's really hard. And because empaths have this challenge, they tend to keep people far away from them. Far away. Because if they don't know how to handle their empathetic natures, it's hard to be around people. Period. It's just hard. So let's talk about if you are an empath, here are some things that will kind of clue you in. If you know that you're walking around going, every day is a challenge for me because I feel so incredibly sensitive. And you know you feel sensitive, but you don't know why. So here could be the reasons why. All right, so the first thing about empaths, like I said before, we are giant radar stations. <laughs> we collect people's energies and then we take the information we get from other people's energies and we have to basically kind of translate what we're feeling from them. This is where we get stuck 
fellow impasse. It's so hard, especially if you're not used to doing it and you're not sure why you're doing it. So you could be out in the world and an old friend comes up to you and they're standing in front of you and you're like, oh, holy cow, I haven't seen you in forever. And they start talking. But before they ever start talking, you're already listening to their body language. You are sizing up the energy that you're seeing in their bodies because we all emit energy. We are all connected. So it's really easy for an empath to size up other people basically and feel them. Not only do we feel them, we can absorb other people's emotions. Yeah, this is where empaths get off track because sometimes we'll absorb it, not even know we absorbed it, think everything's cool. Yeah, I just saw my friend from long ago. I'm so happy. And then he hugged me. And now I'm walking around feeling like I want to kill people because he's getting divorced. He's in a custody battle. He's having a really bad day. He just told me all about it. And I was doing great. I was listening. I was right there for him. I gave him great advice. Then he hugged me. Now I'm walking out to my car and I just want to scream because I feel all his stuff roaming around in my heart center, my stomach, my head, and I feel pissed off. This is being an empath. Empaths can sense and read thoughts. This is personally my superpower. <laughs> That's what I call it because it really is kind of a weird power we have. I know what somebody's thinking without them saying a single word, which is what makes me, and I'm not saying this out of ego, but a really good psychic because I can get right in there and know exactly what's going on with somebody before they say a single word to me. So, hence my profession. Other people who are impasse can sit next to somebody and maybe hear a thought go through their brain and go, did I just think that? Or was it that lady? It can be really confusing. So there's that. Then you can hear and listen with your whole body. Empaths listen with every fiber of their So how do you protect your beautiful body from all that energy coming at you all day long whenever you're out and about in the world or even when you're home? Maybe you're home and you're an empath and your partner, your husband, your wife, because men are empaths too, come home or your kids come home and one of them's upset. Hubby had a bad day. He's not feeling well. He's not talking, but you're feeling that there's something wrong and you know it, but he's not saying a word and it brings your energy down and it brings that confusing, empathic sense of I'm feeling stuff from you, but you're not telling me. So I'm feeling like I'm kind of weird and I'm left out and I need you to talk to me. That kind of thing. What can you do to alleviate that? So the first thing I suggest is you just say what you need to say to your person. I can tell you're not feeling well. Something's not right. Can you please tell me what it is? Because I'm concerned about you and I want to know because I'm feeling this. That will stop a lot of misunderstandings right in their tracks and get your partner to realize, wow, 
she or he has some superpowers here and it's okay for me to talk to this person that I care about and that I love. And it takes a lot of weight, that responsibility thing off of the empath. What else can you do? There is a thing that empaths do with other people and we do it so incredibly naturally, we don't even know that we're doing it. Not at all. So you can look at somebody and just read their body language. You can read their energy. By reading it, you feel it, you know it, you sense it. You get it all. And we do it without even thinking about it. So when you find yourself doing that with someone and then you walk away from that someone feeling so uncomfortable or angry or depressed or sick, sometimes you'll pick up sickness from people, you can ask yourself, is this mine or is it that person that I just connected with? Or is it that guy I bumped into at the grocery store? Or is it the little kid who just came out and grabbed my leg? What is this? And if you don't get an answer right away, you can actually do some deep breathing. Just breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth a few times, and then close your eyes and ask yourself again, is this mine or is this somebody else's? I think you will find that it's somebody else's. And then you can just breathe it out, let it go. You don't need it. Just let it go. You do not need to keep it. This is a problem for impasse, absorbing and keeping other people's energies. When you are feeling like there is something wrong in the world and you know it with your whole body, honor it, pay attention to it. Don't let it freak you out, but pay attention to what's coming through. It's your empathic nature coming in to tell you, pay attention. And then if you need to act on it, do that. Like sometimes I need to go somewhere and before I ever hit the door to leave my house, I hear, it's not safe for me to go out there. I'm going to get in an accident or something's going to happen here and I need to be here. And it took me a long time to honor those feelings and to figure out what it was, but it was my alarm system telling me, no, don't go, don't go, don't go. So now I honor it. If I feel like something's going to be terribly wrong, I alter my plans. And usually within two or three hours, whatever that was that I was feeling happens. It does. It all happens. You know, because you're an empath, you will take on other people's emotions instantly. And when you are doing that and you're feeling people so intensely, maybe you work in a hospital, so you're feeling sick people all day long, and you could have one of your people just really influence you. They hold your hand, they're crying, they're in a ton of pain, and you open up and you feel it. And then you get home and you're feeling it some ways to protect yourself and to really maintain your self, your sense of self and who you are, is first to start carrying some crystals around with you. Black tourmaline is awesome for keeping your energy clear. Any of the black stones like obsidian, black tourmaline, um, black quartz, any of those, you can carry them around in your pockets. Or if you're female, you can carry them in your bra that's what bras are for, breasts and rocks. 
<laughs> and you can put that tourmaline in your bra right next to your heart center and protect your energy there. You can also take baths with sea salt in it. Put a teaspoon or two of nice fine granulated sea salt in your bath water. Himalayan sea salt is really nice also. This will clear your aura, clear your energy, make you feel like you again so you can function. If you don't have time to take a bath, you can take a shower and just mix some sea salt in a spray bottle, add some warm water, spray yourself in the shower. That will cleanse your energy. It will get all the ick off of you. It really will. You'll feel amazing. You can also smudge yourself. Use sage or cedar. You can use Palo Santo. Palo Santo is awesome. It not only clears your energy, but it raises the vibrations in your house and it's antibacterial and it smells so amazingly good. It's a holy wood, but it is great for clearing your empath energy. The other thing you can do is go stick your hands in the dirt, get grounded, because part of being an empath is being wide open energetically. We have huge auras normally. People are attracted to us like moths to a flame. And you can keep your energy nice and safe by grounding yourself. If you can't go outside and stick your feet in the dirt or hug a tree or garden, you can visualize giant gold light all around you. In our bodies, we have seven energy centers that start at the base of our spine and run all the way up to the top of our heads. Those are the seven chakras. Those are the energies of light that turn in our body and help us as humans go through our day and work with our energy and keep us aligned in who we are. Above our seventh chakra at the top of our head is an eighth chakra. There are actually 32 chakras in the human body and around the human body. But the eighth chakra sits above our heads and it is golden and it is protection. So if you visualize the spinning wheel of gold light above your head, and then you see that light shoot down around you like a giant gold bubble, and you visualize it zipping up under your feet, you have instantly put yourself in a protective bubble. You also bring your energy field back into you because normally people have, and you'll like this part, a six foot energy field. Yeah. So, but empaths actually have a bigger one. Sometimes eight to 12 feet out, our energy reaches. See why we're human radar systems? We just vibrate energy out because we're picking it up everywhere. It's like our antennas. So when you zoom gold light all around you, you are totally protecting yourself. So these are some ways to really make sure that your beautiful, magically delicious, awesomely wonderful superpower is protected and your heart is protected, your emotions are protected, and you can be you while you go through everything in your daily life. I hope all of this helps clarify 
what being an empath is and what it's like to be an empath and some ways that you can absolutely protect yourself. I'll be doing another short episode on the Magically Delicious show about the different kinds of empaths here in the next week. I'll be posting that up. If you like this today, please, I love feedback, absolutely love it. And any ideas that you have, anything you would like to listen to in the future that you'd like to learn or just talk about, please, please, please feel free to leave your suggestions for me. You can find me on Facebook at the Magically Delicious Podcast. You can also find me at www.themagicallydeliciouspodcast.com as well and listen to episodes there as well as all over the net, Shopify, Stitcher, Google, all of those places will be hosting my podcast. So I will leave you with all this information about how to handle your sensitivities, how to know if you are an empath, and to honor the empath that you are. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. And I look forward to serving up some more magically delicious shows for you.